from the Press Box, the Holland Sentinels Sports Staff's weekly podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. I'm sports editor Dan Diodana, along with my lovely assistant, Bo Troutman, although I can't see him because we are in our own homes during this um, yeah. <laughs> coronavirus. I can only guess that he's still lovely as ever. Um, <laughs> we got a lot to, lot to talk about here. I mean, there's not much sports going on, obviously, with the coronavirus, Bo, but uh, a lot of things happening in sports, and we'll uh, talk about a lot of them during this podcast. But uh, got to start with the Olympics being postponed. That's, uh, you know, one of the going to be one of the biggest things sports-wise that comes out of this. Um, and again, a disclaimer for all of you listeners out there, we are definitely not trying to make light of the coronavirus by talking about all these effects on sports. We understand that people are, you know, lots of people are affected by this and people are dying about, you know, from this. And But our this podcast, we're talking about the effect of sports and uh, just, you know, how it's affecting the sports world, which is Still a really strange situation, given that usually when there's something going on like this, sports is kind of the distraction for people and something for people to lean on, and they, they do not have that. So, um, Bo, I mean, just shouldn't come as much of a surprise with, you know, the other major sports all postponing their seasons until this is over, that, that uh, the Olympics is, you know, was, was on the chopping block, basically. Um, you know, we've got athletes have to train, and right now no one can train, and every... Uh, a lot of countries had to cancel their or postpone their Olympic trials. So half of the, more than half of the Olympic slots uh, were not even filled. So, you know, how do you fill that and how do you put that together? So it was only a matter of time, but just, but what were your initial reactions when you, uh, you know, found out about the Olympics being postponed? Yeah. Well, I'm not like the biggest Olympics fan ever, but like just knowing that, I mean, there's so many people, like, you read all these stories and stuff about Olympic athletes. I mean, they, that's their life, man. It's like, that's their, you know, a lot of professional athletes and, like, you know, kind of a, the, the less spectator sports, you know, like track and field and stuff like that. Like, you know, those are, like, that's their career. It's like, you know, they don't have an NFL or, like, a NBA or something. You know, they, they have the Olympics. You know, they train for that. And uh, just to know that all, they're all being affected, like, and to know that they have to wait now for the next Olympics, like, I mean, potentially, I, I'm not sure how they're specifically going to handle it, but um, just knowing that that's all ruined for like a lot of athletes that work really hard uh, year in and year out to try to achieve those things, like that, that's really that's terrible. <laughs> Nobody should have to deal with that, and uh, you know, totally out of everybody's hands. And I hope they just rebound somehow and come up with a solution or something. I don't know. It just it just seems you know, like I said in the last podcast, like to let the virus keep kind of winning here uh, is just kind of unfortunate. So for sure, yeah, and it's it's different for different sports too. I mean, there's a lot of you know distance runners and things like that where they're they run that's what they do they run all the time so whether you do it now or in 2021 is they're still in running shape and they can get themselves in running shape but it changes a lot of sports uh who's has their peak of athletes a, a little bit younger like so specifically swimming and on the women's side you're dealing with a lot of people now who were either have made the games before or were close to making the games before and looked like they had a shot this year that maybe they just got there's they're in college because there's a lot of olympians in the college swimming um they just finished their senior year their ncaa championships got taken away and now they're having to figure out you know well we gotta wait a whole nother year for the olympics and what it's creating is in a lot not just in swimming but in a lot of sports it's creating a crossroads of do with the postponement to 2021 do do athletes that just graduated from college that were going to you know kind of lead right into the olympics in the summertime and then kind of get on with their lives not that you know the olympics isn't so you know <laughs> just to push aside and then get on with 
mm-hmm. like if they're going to go into regular careers, I suppose. Like now a lot of people have to decide, do, can I afford to not get a real job right now and train a whole number year for the Olympics? Is it worth it? Can I do that? Where would I train? How would I do that? I mean, not there's not that many athletes. I mean, that have enough sponsorship money to just do whatever. You know what I mean? There's definitely a handful of them. But in, in a lot of sports, I mean, somebody who just graduated, especially college seniors now, um, or even somebody that's a year removed, do they wait a whole nother year now of training and have to reset that whole thing when their plan was to aim for 2020 and then whether that whether they make it or not, then they go on to, you know, have a non-pro swimming career life. Um, so those are a lot of, uh, and not just swimming, of course, too. So those that's a lot of the big things now. They're, that's the group most affected because the young Olympic hopefuls, they're, they're just going to be a year older and a year faster, you know, or something like that for the most part. And then the older Olympians, like somebody like Ryan Lochte, he has announced that, yeah, he's still going for 2021. Why wouldn't he? He's in his 30s and has kids, and his life is a lot different than it used to be. But, you know, swimming right now, you know, is still kind of his life, so why wouldn't he do it, you know? So it's that group rated that right at that post-college age um, in a lot of sports that's the most affected. So we'll see how, uh, you know, we're going to have plenty of Olympic hopefuls that, you know, still go for it. And there's definitely going to be some that uh, say, you know what, I, you know, I can't afford another year. My my body can't handle a whole another year of this training at this point. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects things. So it definitely will shake up the, you know, the makeup of the Olympic teams in most sports a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. I can only imagine being a college senior swimmer that's like the elite of the elite. You're three days away from going to the NCAA championships. Then you find out your last college meet ever taken away. And then you're like, oh, no worries. I'll just go to, you know, my la- it's not my last meet ever. I still got the Olympic trials. And if things go right, maybe the Olympics. And now you don't have that. And now you're like, crap, I got a whole year now to figure this, you know, and you got to figure it out because you can't just wait a year and then train. You obviously have to train, still train a whole year, you know, to get there. Mm-hmm. So it's just very interesting. So yeah. sad for a lot of people. But uh, I mean, the whole situation is sad for a lot of people. So but but for me, the Olympics, I mean, there's no more global event, obviously. And I, I've read a couple comments from some athletes going even if we could have done it this year it would have been different the fan you know not as many people would want to come out because of they'd be worried about stuff or they'd have to do some things with no fans and this is about the world coming together why would we want to do it like that so again like everything i think it's the right decision just uh, obviously affects a lot of people and we've got some local people here too um as all of you undoubtedly read in the sentinel today um <laughs> Uh, we've got a couple of track and field athletes that have been on Team USA that this is actually going to, uh, if if not benefit, at least not change. Um, Emily Oren is a steeplechase runner, and she had a major injury last year, so she hadn't even qualified for this. She was waiting to qualify for the trials. Not that that was going to be in jeopardy. She can, you know, she can pretty much run the the qualifying standard in her sleep, but she just hadn't had an official meet to do it yet because of the injury. Um, and then the same thing for Kristen Hickson, our uh, pole vaulter, former Grand Valley State national champion that's been on Team USA. She also has been dealing with an injury, so um, 
but she's still a couple years removed from college, working part time while she trains part time, which she's been doing for the last couple of years, and that's a lot to balance. And it's a you know you got to make sure you're working for a company that's okay with that, um, you know, obviously. So, um, but this is going to help them out of their injury, and then uh, for the swimmers in the area at Michigan Lakeshore Aquatics and surrounding areas, it's we don't have anybody that's going to super superly affect directly. We've got you know younger swimmers uh, that are going to be faster and uh, a couple that might have a better shot at doing something great because of the year and uh, then others that are you know mostly unaffected so it's just uh, you know we just might have a couple senior swimmers that make the trials that you know that might stop swimming by then or they might to be honest they might get to a point where they just swim casually for a little bit on the side while they get a real job and since they're already qualified for the trials then they just go swim it you know with no expectations they're just gonna mm-hmm. get to have that finale swim um, yeah. so We'll see how that goes. Um, I'm guessing that could be something that Kyle Moss from West Ottawa does that's been swimming at Alabama and swims at MLA. He uh, will be graduating from Alabama this year or, you know, this month or whatever, however they're going to do graduation. Don't know if that's going to be in person or anything. Um, but, you know, so he'll be one of those swimmers that kind of have to make that decision. So we'll keep you updated when he decides. Um, but, yeah, it's just – but for the, for the most part, our – uh, it's great that we have some Olympic hopefuls, or at least people who are qualified for Olympic trials. That's very exciting for a town of our size. But yeah, well, for the most part, it wasn't. The postponement itself isn't detrimental to most, so um, that's yeah. pretty good. So that's good. Um, yeah, and then uh, Major League Baseball. We've got the you know the the official opening day was this week. Was supposed to be this week, and uh, you know obviously baseball stadiums are empty across the country. Players are at home. Uh, Justin Verlander posted a photo on Instagram uh, yesterday of him and his family watching one of his (laughs) no-hitters so they could be watching some baseball on opening day. So uh, it's just it's just different, and I know that like the NBA uh, postponing in midseason in the NHL, you know, and there's no football right now, you know. So like you still kind of feel like there's going to be an end to the NBA and the NHL season, but to me, there's something different and harder about knowing that it should be baseball season and there's no baseball. It's such a it's such an American sport. It's such a part of our country's history, and it, it just seems like there's something missing, even though I'm just cooped up in my house i still feel like there's something missing mm-hmm. um you know but i know baseball's not your favorite sport but i mean like opening day there's nothing like it oh yeah no and like it's weird like i you know i don't typically watch baseball on tv a lot but fantasy baseball is like my number one fantasy game i love it and you know we had a draft a couple weeks ago you know had a little draft party mm-hmm. and like you know it's just it felt kind of empty it's like oh like you know this is probably gonna get postponed and it's probably who knows if it's even going to happen? Like, you know, a good friend of mine, we were talking about it, and he's like, man, I'm not worried about, you know, the NHL and NBA and MLB. He's like, I'm worried about the NFL. <laughs> so I'm worried about the fall sports now. And that's kind of a scary thought. So, uh, yeah, it's like opening day. <clears throat> I mean, it's just everybody's talking about it, and it's like there's a vibe, and it's like, oh, yeah, baseball's here. And it, it's kind of like signifies spring. It's like, hey, you know, winter's <laughs> over. You know, baseball's here. So, right. Yeah. It's hope. It's hope. Yeah. Everyone's starting fresh with the spring. Like, it's, it's got that. I mean, football doesn't have that anymore, be, I mean, like, for the most part, because you don't have, like, opening day, honestly, in my opinion, should be like a national holiday. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's all the games are in the afternoon, everybody should be watching. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, like the week one of, like, college football, like, it's exciting because it's college football, but, like, you're watching Michigan and Ohio State play against, like, you know, Akron or Troy or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, 
for the most part, a lot of those aren't like it's not super. You know, they're not necessarily super exciting matchups. I know there's a couple that are. You know, usually in week one, but like you ease into it. And same with the NFL. You know, it's like, oh, great, it's the NFL, but we just had the preseason, and then we got this. And again, like I don't think uh, you know. The lion, the lions playing against, uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns is whipping anybody into a frenzy. Although the Browns have been better lately, but you know, the lions playing the Redskins. You know what I mean? Who yeah. cares? Like, right. you know, like it's just, yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's it's not. It, it doesn't matter that it's week one the same way. I mean, it still does because it's like, ooh, the season has started, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not the same. The NBA is the same way. The NBA has made its signature day, Christmas Day. Yeah. Which is cool because, you know, we need something to watch on Christmas, uh, something sports-wise to, to kind of congregate around. And it's it's cool. They've made a good thing, you know, but that's their time. The, the opening night of the NBA doesn't have the same vibe it's just baseball mm-hmm. as baseball does. Yeah. And, and then it also signifies that sports is here like sports is here to stay in the springtime because you know when baseball is bo it's every day yeah it's every day i mean teams play five or six of the seven days of the week and that's mixed up so there's never a day except the day before the all-star game and the day after the all-star game (laughs) there's never a day on the before you get the home run derby too you're right so i mean Mm -hmm. the day after the all-star game is the only day between the end of march and the end of october where there's no baseball which means sports there's always sports football's once a week yeah. I mean, I know that they spread it out now with game, you know, some mm-hmm. college games on certain days. You got high school on this day, NFLs on Sunday, but there's Monday, there's a Thursday night game and stuff. But, but there's it's it's still not. And then you know, basketball and hockey, there's they play two, three times a week sometimes. It's just not the same as just knowing baseball and knowing sports is there every single day. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's and that's what's missing now. That's the it's like. It's just it's just a it's just a different vibe now that baseball is included in this. But yeah, people are worried, and they should be. We have no idea what this is going to do, how how long this is going to come through. There's a good chance that it is that the beginning of college football and the NFL is altered a little bit. We don't know, you know. Right. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet I wouldn't bet on it going off as planned just because you can't. You know, we have no clue. So I'd like to. I mean, look, we all hope it does, of course, but. We have no idea. So it's just going to be interesting how these sports deal with stuff, too. I mean, Major League Baseball could start. They're trying to make sure they get some of a season in because they're going to be – I mean, they're they're already postponed till at least the end of May. Then they got to give time for the teams to, like, get together and loosen up a little bit. And then, you know, you're going to play. They're talking about playing maybe more doubleheaders. They might have to play the first, you know, some of the games without fans. Can you imagine an opening day without fans? Oh, no. I mean, like <laughs> – so it, it, there's a lot there's a lot to deal with that so just very very interesting to see i mean the the middle to the end of the regular season if the nhl and the nba come back them playing without fans is tough but it's not quite the same as losing that on mlb opening day that's just yeah. so odd to think about no the thought of the home run ball just like hitting an empty seat <laughs> yeah that's a, that's weird yeah, yeah. It'll just it'll be the then uh, Sports Center will just they'll they'll play that. Then they'll play that clip of the natural where he's hit uh, he's hitting batting practice and just clanging them in the yeah. in the stands of the Raptors. <laughs> yeah. Um, clang. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. It's just gonna be very interesting. So um, very interesting indeed. Um, but yeah, we're still as far as local sports goes, we're still in the limbo with the winter sports from the MHSA uh, for high school. They're still technically only postponed. They will be talking about them the first week of April, trying to figure out if they can salvage the winter class for basketball and the state swim meet and stuff like that um most 
people are pretty doubtful that those are going to happen, um, but some are holding on to hope. I'd like to think that I'm somebody holding on to hope, but realistically, if, they're t- if we're talking about stuff that could last until the fall, I don't know. <laughs> you know I just don't yeah. see how that could happen the same way, But uh, which probably also means there's a good chance that high school spring sports could also be affected, um, and that's a bummer uh, to, to really think about. Think about how many people won't get to showcase for the last time and try to earn a college scholarship. You know, there's a lot of it affects more than just the sports for some people, and that's really a bummer. You know, um, so but we'll keep you posted on that for sure. Um, college sports, as we talked about last time, are officially college spring sports are officially wiped out. Um, so we'll be bringing you some stories of some of our elite spring college athletes who were seniors that lost their lost their senior seasons and therefore their careers are over and other other people who are affected we'll have some more stories on that over the next couple of weeks and uh and but we got to talk about tom brady giving us some something to talk about yeah that's <laughs> not that's not, uh, not the coronavirus i mean the nhl or nfl free agency started and of all places brady decides to go to the tampa bay buccaneers yeah what i mean i don't even know what to say to that yeah i mean what 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 is your reaction to that? Not just that he. First of all, I'm not necessarily surprised that he left the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he made it quite clear that that was a possibility. I think that if he wanted to finish his career as a lifetime Patriot, he would have. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted a new challenge elsewhere. But Tampa, Bo. Yeah, it. Uh, why Tampa? Well, I read this piece by Zach Lowe on ESPN and. So he wanted to be in the NFC. So there we go. That, that's one thing. It's like he wanted to play the Patriots. Um, and I think that it actually makes a lot of sense. They have the cap room to sign him and give him the money that he wants because he's always taken like pay cuts and restructured his contract for the Patriots, you know, trying to get, you know, winning teams going. And now he's getting the money kind of, you know, it's like, you know, he's Tom Brady. <laughs> Let's pay the guy. And uh, But they still have more cap space, so they can afford him, and they can get more, and they have all these young pieces. Like, the Buccaneers last year had, like, the number one passing attack in the NFL. It's just Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions, too. (laughs) So, like, but uh, you you swap out Jameis for Tom Brady, and, like, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, you know, maybe maybe we got something here. So there's that. I think he also wanted to, you know, just kind of be in Florida. I think he probably got sick of the snow in Foxborough. Um, no, actually, I went in thinking, like, yeah, what the heck is he doing? And then I came out the other... And here's the biggest thing, though. They're finally getting rid of those terrible uniforms. <laughs> I, they're gonna... They're changing them. So that's the biggest thing out of the, this whole thing, I think. But, uh, no, I think it actually weirdly weirdly makes sense it's weird it's interesting it's yeah. interesting so what of Jameis winston now i mean he's adios yeah. <laughs> yeah i know but he did he didn't it's that's that's kind of a raw deal for him i mean i know he yeah. had a lot of picks last year but he's still it's like a really young quarterback that's got a huge upside yeah um so are they trading i mean are they trading the future for the present definitely i think i remember seeing an article somewhere yeah they're talking about trade options for Jameis winston yeah yeah i mean that's so, Tom Brady, who's like as old as me, older than me, he's older than me, Bo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, 42, I think? Yeah, yeah, not that I'm that old. I'm still in my 30s, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, he could he could get hurt in week two. Yeah. And then what? Then you sell the farm for him? Like, what do you, I mean, like, it's, I, I, I'm not saying that Tampa shouldn't have done it, but it's, it's risky, and I almost wonder if they should just keep Winston. Well, I think... 
part of it is like, you know, we're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, what have they done since 2002? <laughs> you know, when they won the Super Bowl, it's like, I think they're probably just like, look, we've been terrible for a long time. <laughs> Let You know what? This is our shot. It's like, let's do it. Like, I think they're just right. taking that risk. They're like, they're rolling the dice. Like, Right. Yeah. And, and when they won, you got to rub it in your, in your face that they oh, beat the yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But they won ugly. That was not a sexy team. No. That was a, Warwick Dunn and Mike Allstott are just going to run you down mm-hmm. offensively. And the defense is going to stop you. So they were control. They were winning games 13-0 all of the season. And it was... I mean, I like defense, so I liked it. But for people who are just like casual fans, that had to be the most boring Super Bowl champion team ever. Yeah. Because you didn't even have a colorful guy. In defense. I mean, like when the Ravens win, at least you had Ray Lewis. You know, that's exciting. You know, I guess Ed Derrick Brooks, he was all right. Yeah, but he wasn't like super. Well, he was great. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But he wasn't like the big energy face. That's true. House, yeah. Household name like Ray Lewis was. That's true. Um, yeah. He was just about just as good as Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. but maybe better to be honest. But he wasn't like he, you know, that was still the, like the upswing in his career. It wasn't the same, you know what I mean? Like there was clearly more superstars on the Raiders side during that Super Bowl, Tim Brown, you know, and stuff like that. So it was just really interesting. So even when they won, they weren't winning sexy, you know. Like it yeah. was, it was just, it was like a, you know, classic Tony Dundee. I mean, I know he went to the Colts and did what he did with Manning, and it was quite a bit different. But, like, you use your pieces that you have. They had a very old-school Big Ten-style team. We're going to stop you, and we're going to run over you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and which, you know, was refreshing. But then that also they also beat the team that was trying to start, and not start, but one of the first teams to master this huge spread passing offense. The Raiders had a great passing offense. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of interesting, but yeah, Tampa now they've since then they've done nothing mm-hmm. with an extra side of nothing, and I mean they made the splash, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean they can't do anything but get better. Tom Brady will single handedly win a few games for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, if they can get some pieces, it's going to be really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to see it actually. I mean, you know, hopefully coronavirus doesn't knock that out, but yeah, right. I'm, I'm curious about it. Definitely. For sure. For sure. And a couple other non-coronavirus notes. Um, yesterday was a tough day for sports, and not just because there was no baseball or any other sport for that matter. Uh, two kind of legends of sport were uh, died yesterday. Uh, Curly Neal, the, the the most, I would say, the most or one of the two most iconic Harlem Globetrotters of all time, died yesterday. Uh, and... Uh, Jimmy Wynn, who has got the greatest nickname in sports history, in my opinion. His nickname is the Toy Cannon because he was small, but he had a cannon. <laughs> he was strong. <laughs> they don't make nicknames like that anymore, do they, Bo? I mean, really. No, yeah. Uh, so he died yesterday. He was, in my opinion, one of the most underrated players in baseball history. Um, he played his entire career, uh, most of his career in the Houston Astrodome, which was like a pitcher's haven cavernous ballpark uh and also in the height of the pitcher's dominance of the game so his numbers you know look a little less spectacular than they should uh and he because of that so but he had the power he stole 225 bases hit almost 300 home runs um you know he had a really good war if you like new age stats um so uh and the best nickname ever so um and he's somebody that got zero 
votes for the Hall of Fame. Not that he didn't make the Hall of Fame. He got zero votes, um, oh, wow. which is uh, a shame, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Um, I'm not – he's he's somebody that would be, like, right on the border for me. But on the border of making it is a lot different to get no votes. Uh, that's that's a shame. So, yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, I mean, people – hopefully people remember him and, uh, you know – take a different look at his career based on, you know, with advanced metrics now that takes into the fact ballparks and eras and stuff like that. So it gives his career just a little bit different, different light. You, know, you see it in a different light, uh, but uh, they were both in their late seventies. Curly Neal. I mean, he's the globe trotter that did the, the ball between the arms over his back, you know, just sliding between his thing, like his hands um, and all kinds of stuff. They, he, uh, he was uh, one of the best entertainers America's ever seen. Uh, so, bummer for the sports world for sure uh that we lost both of those uh those guys yesterday so yeah uh, we can read read more about them in the sentinel uh we will definitely have their stories in there uh, in saturday's paper um so check those out um relive a little bit of the past uh with them so um Bo, anything else we should really need to be talking about I, like i always feel like there's more yeah like is there some sort of tiddlywinks championship going on now or uh, you know everything's postponed except Wimbledon. Wimbledon's hanging right, they're, out as long as they're they still can. going. Yeah. Uh, I mean they don't play until July, so you know it's one of those things they're trying to hold on as long as they can. Um, but everything else, the Indy 500 now has been canceled or postponed. All the major sports are doing the same thing: golf, uh, the rest of the tennis stuff. Uh, the French Open's been moved till the fall. Um, so it's just it's just interesting to see how many moving pieces there really are in the world of sports. To be honest, I mean, like, yeah. it's you know they don't come out at once. It's not like somebody is the governor of sports in the world and says all sports will be postponed. Every sport has its own governing body, has its own rules, has its own perception of things, and has its own you know niches and markets at times too. So it's just interesting to see how they all. Uh, handle all this kind of stuff. I think for the most part, everybody's handled it as well as they could have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's a shame. No sports, no opening day. Feels a little more empty now that there's no baseball on top of the fact that there's, there weren't the other things. So um, we'll keep bringing you stories and uh, of athletes and we'll have our, we'll be starting our winter all area teams and athletes of the year uh, this week. So, be on the lookout for those as we honor the uh you know competitive cheer athletes bowling hockey basketball uh swimming we'll hold on and wrestling and swimming we'll hold off on swimming in case there's a state meet <laughs> so, yeah. but the rest of them uh, you know we we can we can uh make made decisions and can make decisions without worrying about if for some reason they do come into play and still play the the decision would not be changed so um uh, but we'll hold off on the swimming. So check out all that as we wrap up what was really a great winter season for across the board. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be bringing you more spring senior college coverage and also, uh, you know, just what's next for a lot of athletes, some training. We'll, we'll have a lot of things going and bring you the latest on what's going to be going on with the high school sports. So, Bo, any final thoughts, sir? Um, I hope this all ends very soon. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah. It's, agreed. It's, agreed. This is, I mean, this is nothing to mess around with. I hope everybody's listening to this from the comfort of their home and uh, being safe, making good choices and staying healthy. Uh, you know, we've got 
more cases in the U.S. now than any country in the world, uh, which makes sense because we're a bigger country than just about everybody. Uh, but still, that's uh, that's nothing to take lightly. That's a lot of people whose health is in danger. And uh, also, even if there are a lot of you know younger people beat this, no problem. But but who else? Who else are they in contact with? You know, who else are they? Yeah. Uh, in you know a carrier and then ending up infecting that's the that's the scary part of this is you could have no symptoms and pass it along yeah so uh, so everyone stay home stay safe um and yeah enjoy reading about uh our winter and spring athletes in the sentinel and uh we'll be back to break down uh more of what's going on next week and hopefully we'll have some more specifics and hopefully we'll have some better news frankly uh to discuss uh next week but uh for Bo, I'm Dan. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week.